Again, everyone out there in podcast land, and welcome to episode five of Through the Eyes of Guys, an unadulterated podcast for guys, by guys, and supporting guys. I'm excited to have a great panel with me here at the home studio. We have a couple of returning panelists, of course. Don, you're always with me, so thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me. You've been a bachelor for a long time, mid-40s. You work in accounting and you love to read and long walks on the beach when it's negative 20. Um, not necessarily on the beach, but I don't mind walking anywhere when it's negative 20 either. That is your preferred mode of transportation, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I have a two-mile rule. Two miles. Okay. Yeah. All right. If it's within two miles, I walk. Why not? And how long, how long does it take to walk two miles? I don't know. About 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, I suppose. You've got to make time for it, but that, that's tolerable. Yeah. That's definitely tolerable. To my right is my namesake, Edward. When I, uh, when I talk to my mom, I'm always Edward, so thank you for being Edward so we can distinguish between Edward and Ed. You are from Des Plaines, mid-40s also. I'm seeing a trend here. Uh, and you're the family guy. Uh, boom. Uh, and so two daughters, a wife, and, and what's your career these days and what do you like to do for fun? Well, the career is software guy, investment guy, insurance guy, and hopefully mortgage guy by the end of the summer. From our guys guy episode, uh, did you figure out if you were a guys guy? I'm not a guys guy. All right. Yeah, Self-proclaimed non-guys guy. I, I agree with you about yourself and about myself too. So Moving on now to our rookie, the new guy. We got to haze you a little bit. Just kidding. Charlie, I'm so happy that you're here today. We appreciate your time. And uh, tell us a little bit about you. Sure. So I was born and raised in Peru in South America. So I would say just with that, I bring probably a completely different set of mindsets that would definitely be hopefully useful to this podcast. How old were you when you came to the I U.S. of A.? came here when I was 10 years old, and that's 22 years ago. So it's been quite some time, and I consider myself now to be a native Chicagoan. Sweet. Uh, for a living, I'm a cinematographer. I've been doing it since I was 16. It's the only job I've ever had. Wow. And I have, when I think of how I define myself, I hardly define myself by what I do for work, but more what I do with my free time, which is a crap load of stuff, which is why I was really excited to be a part of this episode. I'm glad that you say you're excited about this episode because this uh, episode has been on my radar for a while, and um, I am struggling with 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 this with this topic. So I'm glad that you guys are here and hopefully to to add more in because I, I struggle with with how I define my own free time. So I'm 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 glad that you're here as far as that goes. Uh, I love that you call yourself a cinematographer. Um, when people ask me what I do, I just say I'm a video guy. But um, that's that's a pretty fancy word for you there. Nicely done. So I'm, I, any of you guys can can start us off here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off with a very general question, and put yourself you're gonna put yourself in a vacuum. No roommate, no partner, no wife, no kids. It is you, and you have nowhere to be for like let's say the next two days. 
whatever, today's Saturday, but let's say today you have no obligations. Tomorrow you have no obligations. It's just you. What are you going to do with that time? Um, I've got, I've always got two or three books on my bookshelf that need reading. <laughs> so I'm going to sit and read. Uh, other than that, uh, God, I find myself going to the bar far too often these days. Uh, but that's from newly living alone. Like I used to have a roommate mm-hmm. and I think I just do it for the social aspect, but I also found myself drinking more lately, which I think I should probably cut back on. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty simple. I don't like have a whole heck of a lot of activities. Bowling would be one. Uh, and then concerts. Once that starts rolling up, you know, really back in, I'm hoping this summer I'll go to a whole bunch because again, I love music. So. Yes, you do. Reading and music. That's definitely your cornerstone there, huh? Yeah. What about you guys? Got all that time. If the question means that you don't have to meet up with anybody else and it's just your time, then I would say if it's just my time, I have so many different hobbies that I don't have enough time for because so many of my friends take up a lot of my free time. If it was just me for a couple of days, I'd spend a good chunk of it playing guitar, working on some of the songs I don't get to practice. I'm trying to take up the saxophone, which is a really loud instrument to be practicing. (laughs) Your neighbor's got to love that one. I love riding motorcycles. So if it's just me by myself, I usually will go for like a nice long two hour ride in whatever windy road I happen to find. If the weather is good, I'll be out there in the tennis courts practicing. Um, And if I happen to be at home and there's nobody who I need to worry about in deciding what to watch, I'll probably watch a movie by myself. Which is the greatest thing to do? What kind of uh, what I, I love watching movies by myself too. What what uh, what genre of movies is your favorite? I think sci-fi is probably my favorite. Sci-fi and thrillers, and it's funny because it's hard to get to watch that with a partner. You always have to balance out women wanting to watch something sappy and loving, yep. and then what you want to watch Rom-coms. an action movie. Yeah, exactly. Definitely, Edward. What comes to mind for you? You know, there's being outside. That's always important to me. I'm either going to go for a hike, you know, at the Forest Reserve. Um, I'll go golfing by myself. I really don't care if it's raining, if it's cold, if it's hot. Fishing. Those are the three things. I would absolutely just be outside in nature by myself in silence, just enjoying it. I always knew you were an outdoors guy just because when I met you, your your position at our organization was, um, what was your position there? You were an outdoors guy, basically. Yeah, I would just take people canoeing, kayaking, dog sledding, backpacking, caving, all kinds of fun stuff outside. Wait, did you guys hear that list? That was a long, awesome list in, in, in three seconds there. Caving, spelunking. Yeah. <laughs> so so take me, I, I've never understood hiking. Let's just analyze this for a second. You're by yourself. You're, you're hiking through nature. Paint a picture for me, uh, a, uh, your senses. Why, why do you love that so much? And I'm not saying I, I don't, I don't, I don't not like it. I don't get it. So t- tell me a little bit. Paint that picture for me. It started out when I was a kid. My dad had Tuesdays off. So he would take me to the Forest Reserve and we would go where they had injured animals that were native to the area. So there was fox, raccoon, um, possum, deer, hawks. And he would just kind of walk me by the animals. We'd go inside the nature center, grab some grain some corn go over to the river and throw them in and just watch the ducks and the fish and everything where was this that was uh river trails uh like off of milwaukee and 
mm. like Glenview area. So oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, okay. and, mm. and it was just fun for me. So it's something I've always enjoyed that that peacefulness. And I'm just looking for nature. I'm looking for signs of nature. I'm tracking animals. I'm listening to you know the rustling of the leaves or the bird calls and trying to without looking at the bird, just saying, "Hey, like, oh, that's a chickadee," or you know, "There's a." Uh, a sparrow, whatever the case is, and just kind of having fun with those, you know, games that I play. And is that, um, is it relaxing for you or do you learn a lot or is it, is it just, is it tranquility? What, what is it? It's a little bit of everything that you just mentioned. Yeah. And, and, and for me, it's, it's an opportunity for me to get grounded, to get in, you know, one with nature. I start breathing better. I'm more wow. aware of like my breath and I'm like, oh, wow, it's so clean out here and there's no <laughs> noise pollution. And that's, that's my me time. That's where I get to kind of get centered. If I'm frustrated, if I'm sad, I'll go out in nature and just kind of just sit with that. I think that's awesome. Um, I don't necessarily, um, there's not really areas around here to go hiking, but I can say that uh, along the lines of what you said, Charlie, um, you, you talked about being on a, on a motorcycle. That has to be kind of therapeutic for you in, in the same way. And, and I love riding my bike. Um, I have an e-bike. And so maybe it, it may take a little bit of the exercise out of it, but just, just being out there along the lines of what you said about being on a motorcycle, um, the wind in my face, uh, on, on the, those perfect temperature Saturday mornings uh, in, in summertime here in Chicago, uh, on the lakefront, uh, the scenery is not bad. But if we're talking about this in a vacuum, um, just, the, just the experience itself, you know, the, the wind in my face and, and, and that perfect temperature when you have that, uh, that's, that's relaxing for me. So I, I guess I'll answer my own question too. Um, I, I have a tough time. I, um, you guys may not know this about me. I, I have a huge, huge, tough time relaxing. There's always something I can do. And that's why later in the list here, I, I, I have chores. And I think we'll, we'll talk about work, work and life balance and everything later. But um, if I'm in a vacuum and I don't have to do laundry and I don't have to wash the floors and I don't have to uh, feed the cats or whatever else, um, I'm going uh, to watch a documentary. Um, I am um, constantly, constantly wanting to learn more uh, about life and the world around me. And I'm not a huge reader like you, Don. Look over there. I have, I have a handful of books. Mm-hmm. I have barely touched any of those books. A couple of those were Christmas presents this year. So I guess I'll give myself a little bit of leeway there. But a couple of those books I've had for a, a couple of years. Uh, not a big reader, but documentaries speak to me. And I, I really um, I'm able to... Uh, to um, absorb stuff if it's a topic that I'm really into, um, and it's and it's a, you know, uh, being a being a video guy, Charlie, we critique all the videos that we watch, and so if it's a well done documentary, uh, and it's on a topic that I that I enjoy, uh, I can really get uh, uh, get um, absorbed into it, and and really just time just flies by. So I, I love documentaries. Um, as far as uh, what else I would do during those two days. Um, you talked about Charlie uh, practicing uh, tennis or or whatever else. I think that I would probably I, I might go down to the bowling alley and practice. Um, bowling is something that I've I've come to not only enjoy the time that I have with with you guys, but but I'm I'm taking a lot of pride in 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 my uh, in my game itself now too. So I I make time for it now is when I can. Um, and and I one of the things I've talked about this year uh, with some folks is you guys know what cornhole is obviously right yeah. Um, I've always been pretty good, and I think that if I did some practicing, um, I'm going to buy a serious board set this year. I want to kick some ass out there, so I'm, I, I could spend some time myself just just 
just practicing because when I, I, I did a tournament last week and these guys were like three out of four in the hole every time. And you can't compete with that if you're just an average guy. So mm-hmm. I want to compete with that. So I think we all have a lot of things that we obviously are, are passionate about and we really enjoy doing by ourselves. So, so take me through sort of the why behind you guys choose to do these things when, when you have nothing else going on and, and, and how it makes you feel and, and, and why you, you go to these things all, uh, very often. I think a lot of the reason behind my reading habit is um, I grew up a latchkey kid of the you know 80s and 90s, single mom. I was alone a lot. And I found very early that when, you know, I could escape into books and it's Sounds always like a been, commercial for reading rainbow. Yeah, but, uh, and yes, I loved that show. Um, <laughs> every summer I would be the first kid at pizza hut with their free pizza from reading a hundred books. Do you guys remember book it? Yeah. You, guys, you probably don't know book it. Yeah. You want to explain yeah. to Charlie or any other listeners that don't know book it, book so, it from pizza hut. So pizza hut had this thing that if you could prove to them that you read a uh, hundred books in a summer, you'd get a free pizza. And I would be there in like three weeks. Was it a hundred for free pizza? That's it was something like that. There was 50, like steps, it was fifty. There? Yeah, okay. there was there was different. Yeah, um, I think a hundred was like you got like a pizza party or something like that. You could bring your <laughs> friends, but like yeah. Um, but uh, every summer I'd like I'd be like I'm going to be the first one there, you know, because I would just I gobble up books. It's um, called it was called book it. Yeah. I want to know how you prove to someone that you've read a hundred <laughs> books. Um, Do you remember? I don't remember how that was done. Like a book report Bring or the stack of books in. But, yep, these um, are the ones that I read. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Maybe they just kind of took your word for it maybe, but I'm, which I'm sure a lot of kids took advantage of. But I, I can't remember exactly what it was. There was a uh, – it's been so long. But there was some sort of way that they verified it. I know that much. And it wasn't online because we didn't have online back yeah, then. Yeah, what's in the that? 80s. <laughs> so it might have been something through the library to, – through the local library. Like if you – if you checked it out and you had it out for True. long enough to read it, you know, I don't think that there was like a book report or a sheet you had to fill out or anything. I, I can't picture like the librarian saying, okay, you wrote a good synopsis of it. Yeah. Right? No, I don't think so. there wasn't anything so. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so reading is still with you today. Yeah. And how's it, how, where's it, is it still an escape? How does it make you feel? Um, it's still a bit of an escape, but I just, I love a good story. It's mostly, um, Fiction? Fiction that I read. Mm-hmm. I do re- I do have some nonfiction stuff, but like uh, for the most part, it's fiction. And uh, at my favorite writers. And then, you know, and I also like to branch out and do people, stuff people turn me on to. I have some friends that are also readers. Um, that was my next question for yeah. you is you read a book, you finish it. Yeah. Have you ever been in a book club or do you just have friends? Who I've you never guys really been in a book club. Author, the same authors but, and you guys discuss them? Right, right. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, most of those people are women. Um, I find there's not a whole lot of males out there that just enjoy recreational reading, but I do, um, but for whatever reason. And I was going to ask you guys, not to interject, Don, but um, I was going to ask Charlie and Edward, do you guys read and and what do you read? And then I'll, I'll chime in too. I'm a magazine guy. I, I, short articles, not really into a whole lot of deep reading I'll read something and then I'll apply it. It's mostly self-help stuff, right? So yep. like your books over there with yoga and other things, meditation, I'll just kind of go through a chapter and then just say, okay, well, how am I going to apply that in my life? You and I have a lot in common because those are the only kind of podcasts I listen to are some of the uh, 
the uh, mindset type of, of podcast and, and the books that I have over there uh, as well. So, wow, who knew that we, we had that in common besides our name? <laughs> so much. What about you, Charlie? Well, my name may not be Edward, but I very much have a lot in common with you guys. A lot of the information that I take in, whether it's podcasts, documentaries, or books, seminars, it's usually around self-help, self-development. I'm really into meditation and spirituality. So a lot of the books that I have at home have to deal with those subjects. So do you, do you have the patience? I don't have the patience. It sounds like you don't either, Edward. Is, is it patience for a long book or attention? I, I know I don't have the patience for a whole book or, I, or the, uh, I don't know. I just if by patience you mean I get bored and I forgot what I just read, then yes. Or maybe the, that, maybe the, it's attention just, span maybe for me. I'm not sure what, why it is. Can you finish books? I think the book has to be entertaining enough or it has to feel like it's giving me some knowledge that I would not otherwise find anywhere else that keeps me going page by page. So it keeps you coming back. Okay. Maybe that's our problem. It's just we're not roped in. I don't know. I don't know. There's been plenty of books that I've abandoned midway through. I'm like, nah, I think that's this is not true doing it for me. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, as a reader, yeah, there have been times when I'm just like, this one's not for me, you know, and it's just like, I'm not going to finish this. But then there's ones that I reread every year. Like, mm. There's books that, you know, that I just will revisit once a year. Every December, I read the whole Lord of the Rings every December. Like, uh, wow, why December? Uh, just because I started when I was a kid doing it. No, it's a tradition. Yeah, huh? so oh. it's like a tradition. Like That's interesting. In the month of December, I go back over from The Hobbit through, you know. Christmas classics. Through, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> through Return of the King. Um, and sometimes I'll even reread the Cimmerillion, which is like the deep history of Lord of the Rings that he wrote kind of to flesh. It's, it doesn't read like a book. It's more like a collection of, you know, historical facts about Middle Earth. And, oh, but yeah, wow. it's, I'm a huge nerd when it comes to Lord of the Rings. Huge, like doesn't get much bigger than me. Were you a Dungeons and Dragons kid? Um, not so much. I played in high school, but I haven't played since. But there's been uh, talk of us doing a Dungeons and Dragons thing um, at the bar. It's a very nerdy bar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are there are some eggheads. Well, in there. considering the tri the whole trivia following and everything, and how good everybody does. Uh, I Nerd is a is a negative term, but I I mean there's very knowledgeable guys there. I think nerd and, is a, and, and ladies. I I think I don't think nerd is a negative term. I think nerd is a, a neutral term. And, it's come a long way. Yeah, because they check your IQ card when you get in there to make sure you're qualified. No, but you can definitely see like people show up and they start trivia and then they're just like, yeah, we're out of here. We're we're no match for this. Or people. they just they just <laughs> stop submitting their card. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So regarding reading, uh, per what you said, Edward. Um, on a, an Android phone, it gives you this Google News feed. You probably know about this. Yes. And it, it caters the stories to, to things that you enjoy. So I don't know why I'm getting stuff and, on Starbucks. And things you've there. been talking about. Right. Google hears. Just like Apple. Well, I've yeah. got the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She knows. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I got family guy topics, car topics, NFL topics. So th this, these are quick reads. And, and I, I learn a lot to, to the point of like learning stuff from, from documentaries. I get, I get uh, material here from my, from my radio shows. So they're quick reads, but I will tell you, cell phones are made to be addictive. And uh, we're, we're going to be talking about technology and cell phones a couple episodes from now. But I get into a couple of uh, articles and all of a sudden, crap, where did the last hour and 15 minutes go? Because it may not be reading a book, but man, I'm lost in the stream there. I do that with uh, my other hobby, which is listening to music. Um, uh, no matter what platform I'm on, I'm on, I've got subscriptions to like three different streaming services. And uh, I'll always click, you know, the new music 
button and just, mm-hmm. and then two hours later, I'm still sitting there with headphones on, you know, going through new stuff and saving stuff that I like and being like, oh, I don't like this. That was my next but question. Like, yeah. You save things that you decide. Yeah, that I you still keep my ear to the ground and try and listen for new things as opposed to, you know, most people my age don't listen to new, new music anymore. Where do you get your favorite stuff from? Um, well, uh, I find a lot of st- like the Discover Weekly thing on uh, Spotify is really good. Uh, it mixes new stuff and older stuff you might not have heard of. What is this function like, in Spotify? What's it's, it called? It's, the playlist is called Discover Weekly Got and it. they cater it to what you've been listening to recently. Yeah. And then it kind of branches out from there. And a lot of times it's stuff I've heard before, but every once in a while there's something that like, oh, wow, I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the other one is like just like new releases in whatever genre you want or just new releases on the top 40, which I don't really go for very much because most of that's just schlock. But agree or disagree <laughs> until the, the music episode. <laughs> we definitely have different ears, though, for music. That's for sure. And we'll, we'll be covering that in May, I believe. The music episode, mm-hmm. the long awaited music episode. Tell me about a uh, couple you guys, uh, Charlie and Edward, you guys uh, covered a, a few of your hobbies earlier. Uh, tell me the why behind some of those some of those hobbies that you mentioned. Um, you know, what what are you getting out of them? There's so many different hobbies in my life. Some are just more individual hobbies that I like to do, such as play guitar. And then there's different hobbies, such as dancing, that I do for the sake of meeting new people, being able to have physical contact with strangers, so on and so on. So it's something that I've been thinking about a lot this last few weeks is the realization that a lot of the activities that I do on my own, I like to improve on so I don't suck. Mm-hmm. So I could go and do them in group settings. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So a guitar, is that is that therapeutic for you? Is it is it you want to just get better? Or do you does the time really fly by when you're when you're playing guitar? Mm. I enjoy having an activity that requires um, a lot of skill to do. It's really great as of recently where I'll hang out with friends and there'll be a guitar and I'll start feeling comfortable playing and singing a song. And then people will join in and you realize, oh, I just created a community here with this one instrument. And so being able to do that more often is something I'm looking forward to. So that's why I'm practicing more often. I'm trying to learn uh, how to play jazz because I'm really enjoying kind of doodling around with people and just having a little jam session, even if nobody's good in the group. That sounds really fun. Um both by yourself as as well as those those jam sessions that you're talking about too. So Edward, you had you were going to chime in. Yeah, well, I think it's a soft J. It's a it's a yaz. Not so much <laughs> yogging. Uh, yogging yeah, so for, for, yes. for fishing for me. Grew up as a kid, four years old, living in an apartment complex. Had that like retention pond in front, and I'm sure my mom just wanted to have me stay out of trouble, so she put a piece of baloney on a hook and, and just dropped it in and was catching fish. Mm-hmm. The Illinois bluegill. <laughs> that in the, in the, in the uh, bullhead. It's the state fish. <laughs> is that right? The bluegill is the state yeah. fish. Why is that funny? What's, what's the Illinois, what's the story behind that? Well, bluegills are just kind of like garbage fish. They're, they can live almost everywhere. anywhere. And they're yeah. everywhere. Right. They're just like if it's in a freshwater environment, they're yeah. everywhere. A little stream where there's yeah. like water runoff from the street, they could have an extra eye, but they're going to be there. And it's yeah. funny that it's like the the state fish because it's so common. 
Like, oh, yeah. It really is everywhere, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. where, where they're almost like fertilizer, where if you get a small <laughs> one, you just kind of throw it into your flower bed and wow. then it'll die and whatever. How big are they? Well, they can be, you know, really tiny an inch and, and then, you know, as big as your hand yeah. where you're going to flame up and they're really wow. good, goody, goody. Wow. For sure. Well, good to know. Okay. So I grew up fishing. Mm-hmm. My, my aunt and uncle would take me for a long weekend to do some camping because my parents were not into that. And we would do some camping at a place in Wilmington, Illinois. And they had like a couple different lakes that we can fish in. And my uncle would take me out fishing. We'd have that old school basket of uh, to hold our fish in. And then when we were done at the end of the day, we would, uh, we'd come back in and my uncle, I remember very clearly, I was probably 11 years old. And my uncle said, all right, here's dinner. I said, cool. And he says, well, we're going to flay them up. And I said, oh, cool. All right. And he's like, we're going to have to kill the fish. And I was like, oh, we got to kill the fish. Of course, I'm 11. I'm not thinking like, oh, we got to kill this yeah. living animal. But then sure enough, he's like, here's how you do it. You cut it. You take the scales off. You just gut it and flay it. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm good. And he, <laughs> he takes my hand, takes a fish out of the basket, takes the flay knife, puts it in my hand, guides my hand to cut it, takes my hand to pull the guts out, put it in the newspaper, to leave for the raccoons um and and it says okay like do the other 10 and we'll be up getting dinner ready and so that kind of got me into like oh this is interesting yeah. i'm fascinated by using a lure to trick a fish into thinking it's something that they actually want to eat that that's kind of neat for me it's kind of it's kind of sad on on their part evolutionary <laughs> evolutionarily that uh they haven't evolved to be like yeah you're not fooling us anymore Cause right. it's like, how dumb are fish? Well, Don, you must have a, it sounds like you're a fisherman. Um, I've done, I've fished. Yes. You have, have a fished. lure in your tackle box that looks nothing like something that you'd find in nature. I assume. Oh yeah. Right. And, Everybody and yet, has. Yet yeah. a fish will eat it. Oh yeah. A fish will go after it. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> it is sad, but it's also fun. Yeah. In high school, I worked on a, a large charter fishing boat as well. And like, I, started as like i was just a deckhand and i cut bait and would come home smelling of fish every day and um but everyone like every season that we'd go out um at the end of the season our captain would let us fish and that was really cool because like fishing for big fish in the ocean is a lot of fun and way more work than i ever thought it was it sounds like a lot of work like reeling in a marlin is not fun like it looks like fun on when they do it on TV, but man, is it tiring? So you're switching and off to yeah, the next person yeah, right, to the next person. Right, wow. Right. There were three of us that were deckhands and it took us the better part of an hour to reel this fish in. And I was just like, Jesus. How big is a marlin? How um, many pounds or, or it, size wise? It was about, uh, it was bigger than this table. Wow. Yeah. I mean, lengthwise. Mm-hmm. And then like the, I, it wouldn't fit on this table. It would fit on your wall right there, probably if it was like splayed out. Got it. Okay. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I remember reeling in a lemon shark once. That was a, an a, an interesting experience because you pulled it up. On, we didn't know what it was, and we pulled it up on. Oh, oh that's a shark! You know, <laughs> like big six foot shark on the deck of the, this charter boat. Wow. And yeah. Watch your feet. Yeah. But yeah, where, where I, was this in Bermuda? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. when I was in high school. At that point, do you uh, just throw it back in the ocean, or do you just throw it in your backyard as fertilizer? Um, we threw the shark back in the ocean. The marlin, actually, uh, my captain, he might have had it taxidermied and mounted and sold it. Cool. He might have. I don't. I don't know what happened to it, but like, I know we didn't throw it back. 
I know nothing about Marlins. Do you eat Marlins or do you? I, I think you steaks. can. Yeah. He might have also yeah. sold it to one of the local restaurants because yeah. that's what he did with most of the fish that we caught. Was like, you know, mm-hmm. in in Bermuda, it, it ruined me on seafood. Like being in Bermuda as, as a yeah. kid, yeah, because good fresh like, stuff. You'd be almost every restaurant is like within you know eyesight of the water, if not right on the water, and the fishermen would just pull the boats right up to the restaurant, make a deal with the restaurant right there wow. on the dock and like you see the fish that you're about to be eating in 20 minutes like pick it out that's yeah, the one i want right yeah, there right doesn't get any fresher than that does <laughs> right. it right so now when people are like oh we're going out for seafood i'm just like this far inland no thank you <laughs> do you know how old that is yeah. <laughs> it's been on ice for days so one of the, one of the thoughts that came to my mind edward when you were talking about uh sort of your history with 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 fishing is that as I've grown older and, and been living on my own, uh, a lot of the sort of, uh, I'll use the analogy comfort food, but like the comforts for me when it comes to activities and, and hobbies is stuff that reminds me of when I was a kid. So obviously I, I rode my bike a lot when I was a kid. Um, I, I ended up as an adult getting a subscription to Motor Trend again, which is something that, uh, you know, looking up cars and stuff. Uh, my uncle started me on when I was a kid and, and I started that up again in, in my thirties. So I think that uh, a lot of the, uh, sort of, uh, uh, comfort for me and, and in our, in our hobbies maybe is, is something that reminds us of a simple time when, when, when we were kids, you guys, you guys see that in life? Yeah. I think about the reasons to why I personally don't enjoy baseball games. And I've come to realize that probably a lot of the people that go to baseball games have memories of their childhood when their dad took them to a game and they had a really beautiful time and yeah. trying to like relive that experience because i never had that i never find myself gravitating towards any baseball games makes now, sense but growing up in you said peru right mm-hmm. um you big into soccer oh yeah yeah like i can watch that too because i grew up overseas sure and like a lot of people in this country just like kind of poo poo soccer and i'm like it's the most popular sport in the world (laughs) but not in this country nope any other uh childhood stuff that you guys have brought back i mean i i find my you see that right there that's that's my original nintendo from 1986 i don't play it often but when i do play it is that a 64 no no that's the the original original uh john elway's quarterback uh punch out uh, mario brothers duck hunt that, very that, blocky that, characters oh yeah oh yeah you still do the blowing thing <laughs> oh yeah on it well, it's it not working work. still works. It, you ever plug the second controller in while you're playing duck hunt and another person can control the duck i never that's what? a thing new oh, that we're gonna do it hack? afterwards yeah wow. no it's not i don't have hack. the gun i don't have the gun anymore. oh you don't have the gun yeah, oh, I, I think that i lost the gun yeah yeah because one person can be the gun and the other person can move the duck with the... That is really with, cool. I remember when we discovered it when I was like nine years old or whatever. Wow. I was like, yeah. How did yeah. I never hear that? That's I hacked sweet. the game. I hacked the game. Yeah. yeah. We were all like freaking out. Like, you can move the duck. What? So you guys stumbled upon that? Well, one of my buddies figured it out. Oh, and, he figured it out. Yeah. Okay, okay. And I didn't like... I did, I did. I just was amazed when he showed it to us. I was like, what? He goes, yeah. You can control the duck if you plug the other controller in. Anything else from childhood that you guys have brought back just because it, it puts you in a, in a relaxed state? I mean, the golfing thing was the other thing for me, right? Growing up, my dad traveled a lot. He was a businessman and he golfed a ton. He would take clients out in the course and we would go to the driving range and he would come home and we would shoot baskets, play football, throw the baseball around. And then after that, we would go down to the basement and watch golf and pretty much take a nap. 
And so he would always want me to get me out on the course and I never really did it. And now we golf every year and it does bring me back to a relaxed state. It absolutely does that in baseball, just watching baseball, watching the Cubs, um, not be very good and just putting me to sleep. <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, my dad and I worked together on putting a train set up on the picnic, on, on the picnic table, on the ping pong table in the basement. And it was his train set from uh, nerd, nerd alert, nerd alert for talking yeah. about nerd stuff. Uh, it was his train set from the fifties and we put it together on the ping pong table when I was a kid. And uh, one of the things that I've started to, I started to work on last year, but then I got busy is I'm going to put a train set in my, my office. And so not that, uh, not that um, I'm going to sit there with my little engineer hat and everything and do that. But um, I just no know shame that, in that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I know on two and a half men, the, the tall guy, what was his name? Herb. He actually had the woo woo, the hat. <laughs> there is no shame in that. But I, I've always wanted to, you guys have been to the restaurants, like the, the Lantern in Lake Forest has the trains that yeah. go around. Even the, some of the Culver's have those. Yeah, exactly right. So I just always wanted that. And that's a project that I've taken on. And I will, uh, I'll use this to transition on to um, another thing that uh, not to, this is the furthest thing from a kid thing at all, but um, DIY stuff. Uh, I'm I'm a homeowner now and, and I love fixing stuff around the house. I love I love building stuff around the house. Can you guys relate to that at all? Do you guys enjoy uh, fixing stuff or or working with your hands and doing that kind of stuff? I've recently become a first time homeowner and so I've realized that a lot of the hobbies I enjoy to do has kind of gone to the wayside and now I spend a lot of my time just making my home cooler. I'm really into gadgets, so I've been enjoying making everything from the thermostat to the fingerprint unlock doors to garage door openers. Everything I want to be smart at my home. I love so it. So that's been such a joy. Gadgets episode coming up. Gadgets and technology. I'll you're, be on it. You're going to be on it. Yes, definitely. What about you guys? Anything around the house? Or is that just like terrible? I think uh, the reason why I've always been a renter and plan to pretty much always be a renter is because I don't want the hassle of any of that shit. <laughs> So you don't, yeah, I'm, I'm just different in that respect. Okay. So be honest I, with me. Tom. I always, I always call my rent like a peace of mind payment because if something <laughs> breaks, I don't got to fix it. Be honest. Um, is it that you don't like the process of fixing or you don't think you could? I think you could. If you, um, I you think I could. It just, yeah, I don't want to be, to do I don't want to be bothered okay. with it. Right. You know? Yeah. You got, you remember the last couple of times you came to the, uh, to, to record the ep uh, episodes here with me? There was a cabinet door yeah. that was just sitting around the, the, yeah. the bathroom. Yeah. yeah, I fixed it. Oh, you fixed it. Good. And I'll tell you, I had to hunt down the, the right hinges. Then I had to hunt down the little pieces that go into the holes there because there was no solution for that. I had to work with the guy at the hardware store on it. And it was it was very gratifying when I when I when I got that done. So um, although it was it was a hell of a lot of work because you have to like adjust it. Otherwise it looks all it's teeter tot or whatever, you know. So but it was it was um, uh, the the time does actually believe it or not the time flo flows by for me when I when I'm doing that kind of stuff just because I think the end result is that is that much worth it to me so nerd alert here too yeah and for me my uh, unfortunately it skipped a generation of of creativity and in craftsmanship my grandfather had a workshop and he had soldering iron and all the tools and he could fix anything whether there was a transistor radio or a kitchen cabinet or a refrigerator i love that and my dad decided to just pay out right just have somebody fix it or keep it broken and buy a new one and hang on to that broken thing <laughs> oh the hoarder <laughs> <laughs> then i decided 
I'm going to be an adult and I'm going to make my own decisions. I don't have to do what my family did, what I grew up seeing and living in. So um, during COVID, I was tired of my bathroom in the basement. My daughters and wife share a bathroom upstairs in the basement. We have our laundry room, my workshop, and my office. Oh, you have a workshop too. I do. That's awesome. It's fun. It's kind of cluttered right now. <laughs> I decided my bathroom is non-functional. It's, it's tiny. It's outdated. So it was functional, but you just, what, what, what do you mean by that? Well, so it has a toilet. It has a sink where the hot water would just trickle out. Oh, so it's it's on its last leg or, or just it, it was barely functioning. Correct. Right? Okay. The shower you. stall that's down there was tiny. You had to kind of wash your hair with your elbows in and, and make sure that, you know, <laughs> you didn't hit. Because if I also, if I hit the curtain, you know, the shower curtain, th- then then it's going to be cold and it's going to be, you know, uncomfortable. You guys have a mental image here of him in the shower, <laughs> in this tiny little shower. How it tall was are you? tiny. How tall are you? I'm only like 5'10", but still it was tiny. <laughs> I'm picturing this. That's I'm very uncomfortable. And so. So I decided to just kind of take it down to the studs and I was going to make my shower stall bigger and I got some slack from my wife. Saying, I was just going to ask you about that, that she, that she said, on board. well, you're, you're, you're kind of taking more space in the laundry room. And I was like, well, that's, that's true. I am taking, I took about eight more inches in the laundry room one way and about three inches the other way. And thankfully her brother is brilliant at this stuff and is very handy because he came over and poured the, the shower stall and built it up. I did the electrical, I did the drywall, I did um, help with, with the plumbing. It's a brand new bathroom and I'm so proud of it and it feels really good. Well, so and you're, you're reaping the benefits of it all the time. Absolutely. And does day. the wife approve now that it's done? She does. She yeah. still hasn't showered in there. She, she won't, she won't step into the shower. She's got <laughs> her own bathroom that I redid a year before that upstairs for her. So it's kind of where we stand. Tell me briefly about your, uh, your learning of, you said you did plumbing, electrical, and what else? In there, I did the drywall. Okay, you know how was that learning those those three um, things? Uh, there's this thing called YouTube. Never um, heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I I goggled it and found these <laughs> great videos that showed me exactly what I needed to do and what not to do. So I used a lot of that. That's great. And, and my neighbor across the street is really handy. So I I kind of ping him some questions of both my brothers in law and say, "This is, I've heard kind of mixed reviews on this." I did have. Um, you know, several mistakes that um, the caulking, there's a couple different kinds of caulk and one you could do one way and one you can't do the other way. I made a big old mess. There's a really funny old um, Saturday Night Live bit with Jason Lee and he talks about different types of caulk and uh, they were actually mentioning that uh, in certain types of bathrooms, you want uh, black caulk because perhaps that might be something that you might be into. That's great. Fair enough. <laughs> you can't find it online, guys. But, but try to find it. Something it is. It is amazing. I forget who the, who the other guy was. It's got to like be a on DIY. some sort of NBC's like no, SNL they took it archive. They took it down. I found it once, and it was on some website. But it, it was since. Regardless, if you guys find it, send it to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why Jason are they taking down all the fun stuff? I don't know. You know, they take down. Did they take down Colonel Angus? Who's that? Which did, one? Did you that? never see that one? Maybe with the. Uh, um, Oh, Colonel Angus and Colonel Angus. Oh, uh, and uh, <laughs> it was uh, Polar and uh, the other one before she left for to make Thirty Rock. I can't remember her name with the glasses. Yeah, Tina Fey. Tina mm-hmm. Fey, and I, I believe it was those two, and it was hilarious. They were but, great together. Oh yeah. Oh my god. But those it, two, yeah. 
Yeah, but Colonel Angus had looked that one up too. That one I think I just funny. might do yeah. that. Colonel Angus, okay. Yeah. Speaking of those two being good together, um, what do you guys like to do? A lot. Funny thing is, last episode we were talking and, and I asked Matt what he likes to do for fun. He said drinking. Uh, so aside from drinking, uh, what do you, I have on my list here fun activities. So we're, we're, we're leaving the vacuum now. You, don't, you no longer have the two days to yourself. Uh, what do you guys like to do uh, with other people outside of just sitting down and 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 drinking? What do you guys What do you guys enjoy? I'm a huge fan of uh, snowboarding in the winter time in Chicago because it gives me an excuse to go outside. So I just got back from a trip to Colorado for snowboarding with four other guys, which is just great. I love um, skiing. Beach volleyball is going to become a huge part of my life moving forth now so Count i'm really in. excited for that group activity for sure yeah definitely what about you guys bowling bowling's great most assuredly bowling i've been thinking about taking a pool again i was good in high school like i got really good me too and i had then, one in my basement yeah and then every once in a while i'll play uh at keenan's and for the first 20 minutes or so i'll suck and then like the muscle memory kicks in <laughs> and my buddy who I play with, he's like, all right, we got to stop now. And I'm like, why? He's like, cause everything you're hitting is going in. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I used to be good. He's like, no, he's like you, it takes you 20 minutes, but then you start remembering things and it, it's no longer fun for me. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> the pool shark comes out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was really good and I had my own cue and everything in high school. That's serious. Yeah. That's Did really you have a case serious. for it? Yep. Wow. Yeah. He was I definitely had, good. Yeah. I had a case for it and, uh, yeah, I got. I think I might try picking that up again. I'll never yeah. go to Ten Cat though. I just I don't like that place. I don't really like that bar either. It's a yeah. bar right over here. It's kind of hipsterish, I guess. Uh, I don't mind that it's hipsterish. I just they're really just they got a bad attitude about like the pool tables and I mean they they keep them real nice and stuff like that and they get but they're just like I don't know pool Nazis. I guess is <laughs> Do you have you to bring your own there? Do they not have anything on the wall? Is it that stingy? Oh no, no. Oh, they okay. they have stuff on the wall and, and but like they don't they're it just uh yeah, I don't know. They rub me the wrong way in that place. What about you, Edward? What do you like to do with other folks? Co ed. Oh, trivia. That's another one. Oh, there you one. go. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've I've really just focused on a lot of family stuff and me stuff. There's not a whole lot of hanging out with friends stuff uh, besides the men's groups that I'm a part of. Sure. Um, you know, I'm heading to the Boundary Waters for six days in August. So I'll be spending time fishing and canoeing and drinking water from the lakes and camping and sightseeing and doing some day hikes. So that's still something that I love to do and just hang out with people because one, I'm educating talking about, you know, either stewardship of the land or how to fish, how to fillet a fish, how to take a fish off a hook. Um, Did you say fillet a fish? Fillet a fish, yes. How to fillet like a sandwich. Fish. <laughs> fillet a fish sandwich. I heard the sandwich. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, you, you look at the people who go and buy that sandwich and it's like you have no idea what it took to pull that off of a charter boat. Right. That's pretty right. fresh, right, Don? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> You'll never catch me eating a fish sandwich like that. Like, no way. And then also just like paddling. So there's a skill to paddling, right? There's not just a stick the paddle in the water and and you just push it backwards, right? There's just different skills. And, and I went to school for those things. So it's neat to be able to share that knowledge. And my nephew, which I'm really excited about, he's graduating this year. And that's his gift is taking him, his dad, and, and his uncle. Now, when you say the boundary water, is that in Minnesota? It is, okay. yeah, between Minnesota and Canada. 
See, this guy knows everything about everywhere. See? Yes, he does. Guy. I don't know everything Trivia. about everywhere. You know a lot about a lot. How about I, that? I, mm. I do. <laughs> How about you, Ed? You know, so for me, uh, you mentioned, so two things just came to mind. You mentioned the outdoor stuff. And I, uh, it's, it's the middle of winter right now. Well, at least it feels like it's, what, 20 degrees outside. So I didn't think about this till just now, but I love camping. I absolutely love camping and, and everything that comes along with it. Obviously, it's basically just an extension of my other big hobby, which is tailgating. So I bring the music. I bring um, I have the, like this big ass tent uh, and it's basically a tailgate, but you sleep there. So uh, in summertime, I, I love going to concerts where, where you can camp across the street. That is the best. Um, I love just camping with a group and, and whether we're going to be tubing down the river or going uh, uh, canoeing or whatever else down the river along with the camping. Um, being outside is great, but the fact that it's uh, it's sort of a festive party, I think as well too. And, and I So I've done it in, in larger groups and I've also uh, done it with just like um, a group of four guys or just me and, and, and the girlfriend at the time. And they all have their own sort of charm to it because obviously it's it's a huge raucous party when you're going with a large group. But I think the tranquility that comes along with just like a group of four guys around the fire or, or you and your significant other, I think uh, to your point earlier about uh, being uh, connected with nature, um, it's, it's, it's so far removed from being in, in urban society that, that it, just, it just feels good and wholesome. And, and to your point about breathing, um, it, it, there, there's a relaxation there. You can, you can literally leave... I try, but sometimes I can literally leave all my troubles, uh, you know, in the city and it's, it's literally an escape. So for me, that's um, what I look forward to in the summertime besides all the other stuff down here in the city. I also enjoy to uh, get out of cell phone range whenever possible. Um, I have two friends that have a lot of land up in uh, northern Wisconsin, right around between like Manaqua and Lac de Flambeau, if anybody's familiar. And... Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, when you get onto their land, like, there's almost no cell phone signal, and, like, you're out there. Off and, the grid, yeah. And and they have cabins and stuff, and, like, I've always wanted to bring a tent up and just pitch a tent, like, you know, anyways, but, like, they do it. Giggity. He bit, said bit a tent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they do have cabins, but they're very rustic, very, you know, they, they, they do have electricity, but, like, you know, it's still, there's not many amenities, and there's, like, running water and like a septic tank and stuff. So there's a, a toilet, but cause you're not really roughing it that much, but it does like, we can't go up there when it's super cold cause they're not insulated at all. And Ooh. like, so we've been up there when it does get cold and it's, yeah, it's, you got to bundle up to sleep at night, but you got the best of both worlds. Cause if you're yeah. out camping right. and you decide the weather's bad and mosquitoes right. are bad, right, right. you can just go inside. Right. You got that safety net. I'd also say the connection when you're hanging out with someone in the woods like that, Right. It's not just being in nature and connecting with nature. It's also connecting with those people. There's there's a lot of more deeper conversations that happen yep. when I'm out with those people in the It's woods. a little easier to be present, I think, when you're there too. The, the distractions are not there. Like if you're in a restaurant or a bar or even at a party or something, uh, depending even regardless of the size of the group, yeah, the distractions aren't there and, and you can actually focus. And I think I people do. It, it's conducive for that. Um when it comes now, here we are in winter, and one of the things that came to me when it comes to uh, winter time and being indoors, uh, I like to throw a party as much as the next guy. You, you've been to uh, my, my uh, the party last summer, and, and I love doing that. It's it's fun overall, but one of the my favorite kinds of parties, uh, winter specifically, are, are game nights. You get the the right size group. I don't know, like maybe eight to twelve people, something like that. 
and and people that are, are excited about it. You rotate games, and uh, it, it goes to the uh, the competitive nature of me. It goes to the you know, I told you I like to learn stuff all the time. Uh, maybe I won't invite you, Don, because you're so smart. But no, I'm I'm kidding. But I I love game nights. What do you guys think of game nights? Whether it's charades, trivia, I just love that kind of stuff. Mm-mm. If it's trivia, I'm in. <laughs> if it's charades, oh boy, yeah, I don't know. What about like Pictionary? Um, no, I can't draw at all. I hate Pictionary. <laughs> what about maybe guessing? Hmm? Yeah, I might. I'd probably be good at guessing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but charades, I could probably do because like I can, I do silly things with my mouth and you've heard me like ladies you heard it here first well, he does silly things with well, his no, mouth well no like i can do it i can do a, a whole bunch of accents <laughs> and you know funny voices okay and, for the first time on this podcast no we're not going to do that damn it why did i say anything give me a happy saint patrick's day in scottish why the fuck would i do that oh that's for right. what reason <laughs> I'm not Irish. It's Scottish. Happy St. Patrick's Day. What's wrong with you? Fat bastard in the house, guys. I like it. Really good. Wasn't that good? Yeah. That was solid. That was great. We used to host game night. My wife and I would have friends over and, you know, we had the karaoke machine for when everybody was kind of done with the games. It was fun because there's the social aspect. There's the entertainment. There's the... Um, kind of just having fun when you've been, you know, stuck inside all winter. It's a yeah. great kind of gathering and getaway, getting ready for the summer when we can, you know, do some fire pit outside and do some driveway drinking. Driveway drinking. And I think that um, I like a party as, as much as the next guy, but sometimes just standing around drinking is, it gets a little old. So I think uh, that's why game nights kind of appeal to me. There's kind of a, I don't want to say a purpose, but uh, there's a focus to it and there's an activity. You know what I mean? There's, when you go to a lot of parties, there's not a lot of activities. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that that makes it. Uh, the other thing is that it, it, much like other things, like we're talking about reading or podcasting, time could just go by. It's two mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden we're yep. like, whoa, we got to get home. The sitter is waiting for us. Definitely. Definitely. One of the reasons why um, me and uh, my partner Anna got our place, we wanted some large amount of surface area in our living room that we could host people often and so we started doing small little dance parties we have board game nights um, acquiring a large amount of instruments so people who know how to play them or want to learn how to play them could just come by have a little drumming circle or if you know how to play the guitar you know how to play the drums you start creating music together because i agree getting together just to drink gets old very quickly Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I'm a good conversationalist as much as the next guy. I could do small yeah. talk. We can do deeper talk, whatever. But uh, something about the activities there just, just kind of makes it more special. Charlie, I have a quick question for you. Now, I, I get the impression that when you say dancing, you don't just mean like freeform dancing. Are you talking about actually like trained like dancing? Like did you learn some things like certain steps and... I mainly focus personally on Latin ballroom stuff. So like, well, no, that's what I mean. That's exactly partner dances. I really that's exactly what I was getting at. My partner does fusion dancing, which is pretty much the ability to do whatever you want to any song. Okay, so it does give a lot of space to just freeform dance by yourself. Right. I was just I I could tell by the way you were you mentioned it though that you were talking about an actual like you know something you had to go and take classes for. You know, which I've always find found interesting because like I am lost on a dance floor, but like I would, you know, I'd, I'd look into like taking like a ballroom class or something like that. 
Let's challenge each other to do that next winter. All right, but uh, oh. I think I'd rather do it with a woman, but yeah. But. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would like to do it with a woman as well, but I would like to challenge us. Yeah. <laughs> Edward, your take on dancing. Do you dance? Are you afraid of it like me? What, what do you think? So depends on how much liquid courage I have. Yes. I feel like I have more rhythm when I have a couple soda pops, some barley pops <laughs> in my system. I have two left feet. <laughs> my wife and I took dance lessons before our wedding so that we just didn't do the standard sure. hand on the hip, hand on the back, rock back and forth. <laughs> so we took classes at the park district and it was a lot of fun. We practiced in our, we lived in a condo when we were getting married. So we had a uh, garage that was heated you know, for all the different units. And yeah. so we spent time, we'd open up the, the car door, play some music that we knew we were going <laughs> to nice. dance to, uh, you know, Faith Hill. Uh, and, and so we just danced and practiced it and felt really good That's and the cool. dip and everything. Very cool. I could not do another step. I don't remember anything I learned. I did a, a, a walk-in swing dancing class with two female friends. I told, about, told you about this the other day, Charlie. And the one thing I'll say about swing dancing is you have to kind of count the beats and you have to do physical stuff. I was so mentally and physically drained at the end of that because you're counting the whole time and you got to like do this stuff with yeah. your body too. I went, I, I didn't go out to drink with, with uh, for, for drinks with them afterwards. I went home because I was so tired. <laughs> Swing dance is sexy, man. I love watching yeah, that stuff. It's really fun to watch. I, I agree. Something that we all kind of deal with on a daily basis, whether we like it or not, is screens. We have these little cell phone screens in our face. We all have flat screens uh, in our houses. We have computer screens. So I guess I would ask you guys, uh, obviously we're spending a lot of time in front of these screens. When we're not doing work-related stuff or chores or things like that, what do you guys like to see on your screens? What do you guys like to watch? Well, I'll watch pretty much anything, but I'm with you. I like document documentaries a lot. But like the thing I found... Uh, since streaming's become a thing and uh i won't watch a week-to-week -week show until it's over and i can binge it hmm. like until, until i can watch like six seven eight episodes in a row or get it done in like two days i won't watch it i'll, I'll just wait until that season's over like disney plus had the mandalorian and they're coming out every and i was like and people are like are you watching it i was like no not until it's over and they're like why it's like because i'm gonna get it done in two days <laughs> but like that's what i have to say about streaming anyways uh, that's what i love um the fact that i can compartmentalize it now and not have to worry about seeing a show every week like i don't miss that at all is there one you're in the middle of right now you're waiting for the end of a season right now um well i'm waiting for obi-wan kenobi to start and finish on disney plus the new they're doing a new whole yeah i'm a sci-fi nerd too uh, but, is that his childhood uh i don't know if it's childhood i think it's between um i think it's pretty much the time between the end of the first three and the beginning of a new hope i think they're going into that area where he's kind of in exile oh. like before he you know before luke finds him and stuff like that sure so yeah you have okay. eight to 12 episodes that you're waiting till they all come out and are released. Right. No spoiler alert issues. Um, I'm oh, yeah. pretty good at just not looking at that stuff. I really am. I won't go into it. I won't read the articles and I won't. And if somebody's commenting, I'll just look away. La, 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 yeah, la, yeah. La, la. I'm, I'm, I've trained myself. I'm really good at it. I mean, there's a few things that I, that uh, with the Mandalorian that I caught word of and I was like, oh, all right, I, I know that's coming, but whatever, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I'm I've been I've been I've trained myself really well to just tune everything out until it's over. 
you know, I, I, I talked about Reacher and I liked Jack Reacher, both movies. And then when I saw this series was coming out on Amazon, I thought I'll give it a shot. It's always hard for me to try to compartmentalize what the movie, you know, it's kind of like a book versus the movie for the movie versus the, the, the miniseries. I was that like, started mm-hmm. out as a book, didn't it? Jack Reacher. I'm what? sure it did. Yeah, I'm I don't sure know who it's by. I don't read yeah. books. Remember? I'm yeah. Sure yeah. It <laughs> if it has pictures, I might, might yeah. read it. <laughs> I, I used to say that too about books, <laughs> big print and pictures just to kind of keep me focused. And, and, and uh, so, so the Reacher, when I saw it came out, I didn't even pay attention to when the release date was all of a sudden, but I did realize that it, they didn't do episodes. They did all of them in one release. So it had the largest viewing of, of some kind of record because it came out in, in a one small day. period of time. In one day. Wow. They all came out. Mm-hmm. So I literally, you know, it was Friday night. I decided to just watch one episode. Well, all of a sudden before I knew it. I'm like, oh, I'm six deep, and they're an hour long, right? Right, and then all of a sudden, I was like, it's two a.m. My wife's getting up with my daughter to swim in four hours. I should probably go to bed. And then the next night, I was like, wow, I'm gonna finish this, and I, I was thrilled. It was, I loved it. It was great. Now, tell me about that show in in, in a Cliff Notes version. Uh, what uh, What's it about? Uh, what What genre? Ooh, it's action. Okay. It's a lot of action. Is he like a secret agent in that? He's a a, a retired military police. He grew up going on, you know, different bases as a kid with his brother. And just what he says in in the show is fights found him, trouble found him. (laughs) And, you know, he's a big dude. He's very well trained. He's really smart. He kind of knows how to read a room and what's going to happen. Is he a guy's guy? He's definitely a guy's guy. <laughs> Big, muscular, beer drinking, you know, no nonsense kind of guy. Yeah. Yes, for sure. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And then Ted Lasso was the other show that I really got into. It was inspiring. It was funny. Um, it was just kind of all around feel good for me. And I really enjoyed watching watching the episode. I haven't gotten full through uh, season two yet. I liked uh, Ted Lasso as well, especially when the, the uh, Mexican kid shows up that he's awesome so optimistic and oh, full of energy awesome. and, and everybody's like everybody else is like shut up i watched the first episode of ted lasso just because i was ted lasso for halloween and i needed to get a little bit of a feel for it um should i i wasn't impressed should i keep going how many episodes oh, yeah. did you get through just the first one yeah no, no. you got to get past the first one okay. yeah All right. the first 100%. few are a little slower but like when it really gets going it's great yeah. okay yeah. you're right the first one the first two was kind of like meh just kind of just Tough, tough through it, you know. Got Take it. your medicine, and then it gets better. Charlie, you've been silent for a while. What, tell us about your streaming habits. <laughs> I've been sitting here, a little ball of self self judgment, trying to figure out like what shows I like to watch, and I realized that I spend so much time in front of screens while people usually are on their phone on TikTok or Instagram, none of which I use. I'm constantly in front of my 42 inch TV monitor. Five inches away from it on YouTube at least six hours a day. Just watching random videos about everything. And once in a while, I'm efficient with it that I'm trying to look at a video of how to do something, how to fix something in my home or how to play a new song on the guitar. But a lot of the times it's just randomly clicking through videos that Whatever's appear on my homepage. Yeah. It might the be YouTube anime videos. Home. It might be like it gets you. best shots in pool in the last 50 years. It could be a lot of random topics. But I really enjoy just keeping my mind entertained and i think the way i lie to myself is like oh i'm just absorbing new information this is good for me 
but it's I, a total addiction. It's an addiction, but I think that uh, you learn a lot too. And I think that for me, uh, I, I go down the wormhole sometimes like that too. And I, and I love like at bowling or at parties or, or wherever I'm at, uh, giving folks interesting fun facts that they may not have heard about before, because I think that a lot of times they are kind of buried out there, but, uh, and it's it's interesting stuff. So yeah, yeah. for every uh, dopey video that you find out there, I think that there's probably a handful of uh, interesting stuff and a few tidbits that you find out there that you may not know before. So it's like mini documentaries, you know, mini yeah. mini learning sessions there. I think. So I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you. When it comes to being in my living room on my couch with my partner, we'll just get high and we'll watch Planet Earth, or we just start watching Life in Color, which is ex extremely good. I love all the Marvel universe. Side stories like Loki and WandaVision are great. WandaVision was great. I love that one. Did you guys watch that one? It looked really weird. It's good. And it then was. and then we watched Captain Marvel and for my wife's birthday last year and my daughters went goo goo for Cocoa Puffs and they loved it. So they're like, let's start from the beginning. So we've gotten through, I think we went through Endgame is the last one we watched. And... It's been really fun. So after after seeing more about, you know, Wanda and who's the red guy's face again? Vision. 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 Thank you. Yep. Now I want to check it out. I'm open to it now. It's good. I will tell you that the I, I don't watch uh, any movies. As, well, I, I did like Deadpool mm. because I was going to start by saying that I don't watch any kind of comic book action figure, those kind of uh, movies. Deadpool was great because I, you know, we, we love, I love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So, so do you. And he's perfect for that role. The, he really the is. sense of humor and the crassness of it is, is awesome. So that drew me to Deadpool. Um, but WandaVision, uh, another dimension of me that you guys may not know of is, is I love history and I love uh, reading about history and learning about history. That's, that's the documentary thing. And like, you know, the, his, the evolution of neighborhoods, mostly. How do you feel about fictional alternate histories? Cause you should watch the Watchmen then. Cause that one's really interesting. That's good. Um, it, it's got, it would probably have to rope me in because for me, I can relate to, um, like I have a lot of books there about different neighborhoods in Chicago. We, you, you, we joked about picture books earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it is a picture book, but it has a, a huge story for each picture. So you're, you're reading about that picture and you're seeing things in the picture. And then I'm driving down whatever road and I'm seeing that same building and look at how everything has evolved over the last 60 or Black and white years. pictures, I presume? A lot of them are, yeah, because yeah, that's the best stuff. Because then I just put like color into it, right? Mm -hmm. My own picture uh, on top yeah. of that, which is so cool. So that's why I was drawn to WandaVision was because, you know, not, not even knowing anything about the background of her or, or Vision, um, I knew that it was something that was going to be sort of a time warp uh, because a lot of the episodes took place in different decades. And that was interesting to me. So, so there was a sci-fi uh, part to it, but it was also... It happened in different periods of time. And that kind of takes me back to the old Quantum Leap stuff when I was a kid. You guys remember Quantum Leap oh, yeah, at all? I don't know if you've ever seen Quantum Leap. It's about a guy who basically had a time machine and he would warp into somebody else's body each time. And it was a oh, different era. Cool. It was a different era. And it was a different uh, person that he was each episode. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula is the actor. If you ever see that on, uh, on a streaming service, check it out. Quantum because um, Yeah, Quantum Leap. And uh, so that's kind of the WandaVision, the, the charm of because time, time travel, uh, Back to the Future, that kind of stuff is, is, is cool. So WandaVision, I actually checked out, even though it's kind of a kind of a sci-fi thing. And I would be curious as there's a spinoff, uh, the one I forget her actress, uh, she played a witch in WandaVision. She's going to have a spinoff. So that's coming up soon. And I might actually check it out. So who knows? It's addictive, right? Mm -hmm. How about sports? 
How often are you guys watching live sports and, and, and what way are you consuming it these days? I watch sports all the time. I'm a junkie for that kind of stuff. Uh, this is my favorite time of year. March Madness is about to start. My favorite thing to watch is college basketball. Um, but I like, I still like the NBA. still like the NHL, NFL, obviously. Yep. I can watch baseball. I know a lot of people can't like it, like the attention spans nowadays just seem too short for kids. They can't get into baseball. Can you sit down and watch an entire baseball game? Yeah. If it's two teams I'm interested in, like if it's the white Sox, I can watch an entire game. Even if it's not the playoff game, it's a random yeah. Wednesday in the middle of the season. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Heck yeah. I can sit and watch a baseball game. Because um, I have it on in the background a lot of times. I think uh, maybe you guys can relate to that. Like yeah. uh, sports, I'll maybe have it done at the yeah. volume yeah. low and have it on while I'm doing you if know, it's whatever else. If it's a big pitching matchup, though, I'll like watch, watch. So you're like, watching because – and tell me, why are you watching? Watch? Are you paying – are you really like analyzing it or you well, just I just, see what's happening? I love a good pitcher's duel. Like okay. people like home runs. I like the two-to-one pitcher's duel. You know, that's what I prefer to watch in a baseball game. And do you know baseball? Like, you know that that's a cutter, that's a slider. Um, so you I can usually tell the pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not as good as the analyst guys are sure. at it, but I can usually tell what a pitch is. I mean, there's certain guys that throw, like, you know, stuff that I'd call a curveball, but they it's actually a really hard slider. And, you know, but and yeah. So, no, I'm not as good as they are. But Because I could never wrap my head around what pitch is being thrown. Okay. I worked, uh, my first job out of college was working for the White Sox. Obviously that's a rerun to most of our listeners here, but you guys probably don't know that. Uh, 23 years old, working for the Sox. And a lot of what we did, it was the video department. So we we were creating videos for the team. And I asked my supervisors and some of the coaches to to try to teach me how to identify what pitch was was being thrown. They tried, I failed. Still to this day, have no idea uh, how to identify the pitches, but, uh, regardless, um, I, I can, I can relate to a lot of what you said there. Even I, in slow motion. Cause like if oh, it's in, in slow motion in, in slow mo, I can tell, I can definitely tell you what a, yeah. you know, I can tell you the difference between a cut fastball and a four seam fastball. You're not in reading slow the, motion. You're not reading the catcher's signals and saying like, oh, he's gonna throw a slider here, knuckleball, right. yeah, fastball, right. two fingers. Split. I'm listening for the banging in the in the oh, locker yeah, room. Yeah. Then, then I out. know what's then I know what's coming. Yeah. yeah, that's an inside joke, Charlie, because they were cheating a couple of years ago by banging on a garbage can when a certain pitch was coming. Yeah, when a certain pitch was coming, wow. the Houston Astros a few years ago. They so cheated there was a huge their way. Cheating yeah, and mm-hmm. they basically got a slap on the wrist and still. I don't know why that title wasn't vacated. I really don't. I know they've done they that a lot in college, a lot of vacating of yeah. t- uh-huh. titles, but they didn't do that in baseball. Right. So well, I uh, like deflate a ball too, you know, uh-huh. nobody gets punished. I for wish that. Derek was here. Derek, no. our big new England fan. Yeah. And some of the guys, guys episode or lip reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that changes things, but yeah, I guess they, you know, he got a slap. They, he also got penalized for it. He had to, he missed like five games. Didn't he bury Brady? I think so. I think he got suspended. He's still pretty spectacular. It was. Yeah. Um, he comes back to play for the Niners this year. Yeah. I have a feeling that might happen. <laughs> it doesn't sound like he's definitely uh, throwing in the towel just yet. That's 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 my opinion, too. Uh, regarding sports, um, I watch until they start to stink as the season goes and unravels. I, w- I will make time for every single Bears game. Yep. I, I sit on that couch or i sit in a bar stool i will hate watch them when they're terrible well i i start to do chores <laughs> around Sunday. the house as, as the season goes on if, if they start to get killed <laughs> i see the point in, in hate watching but um 
I make time for every single Bears game. It's it's three hours. And I actually had a huge, uh, 10, 12 years ago, I was dating this girl and a huge falling out with her and her family because uh, they did this like hike every year or whatever. That was the first time. And she refused to ask her family if they could move the hike like three hours this way or three hours that way. And we had a huge fight about that. Another time she had her family Christmas party at a church gymnasium where, you know, the kids were playing here or whatever else there. And, and it was during the Bears game. So I said, okay, I'm, I said, okay, we'll call her Jay. Um, I will go with you, um, but I'm going to bring a TV. Guess who was the hero? Oh, everybody's yeah. hanging around with Mr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I brought an antenna. I brought a TV. It didn't take away from the party. She thought that everybody would be offended by it. No, everybody was interested. So I make time for So just as far as uh, TV watching of sports, Every single Bears game. There's only 17 of them every year. Huge Bears fan. Um, the other sports, you know, the Bulls and, and and White Sox. I'll watch all the playoff games, but but during the season, I'll probably have it on. And then when it's the last like couple innings or last you know fourth quarter, uh, I'll I'll turn it on. Um, how about you guys? Uh, sports. I'll watch sports on TV if it's just having an excuse to hang out with other guys. Hmm. I don't think I would ever watch by myself. I think I must be on the spectrum somewhere in ADD because I could never watch even my favorite sports like soccer and tennis. I could never watch a whole match of anything, but I'll watch the highlights. I'm all down for the highlights. Sports center is great. Sports center is great for that. I do have a couple blind spots, like not into professional wrestling. I don't like UFC. Like I don't, and I'd prefer to watch boxing if I'm going to watch, you know, physical two guys beat the crap out of each other. I don't like any of those. I'm about you guys. um, I don't like any of those. I could watch boxing, but boxing is like it's on the back burner now because UFC is so popular. So you don't see it as much on television except for the big fights. But um, yeah, but I can watch pretty much anything like I'll watch tennis if it's a good match. I'll watch soccer. I'll watch. I've, I've watched bowling before. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they actually have cornhole on ESPN during some seasons. See that? I don't so think bad. I could get into but. and drone flying like they've got drone racing. Oh, I've, yeah, I've actually watched that I, all day. Yeah, I've watched drone flying before. That those guys are insane. They have like Jedi reflexes because those crazy. things are moving yeah. and they're like flying through little hoops and stuff. And I'm like, Jesus. So to your point, Charlie, about ADD, I I actually have ADD. Don, it sounds like you don't. You can get drawn into anything and just be focused. Um, yeah. They're going to be people that listen to this and laugh their ass off <laughs> that comment. Um, they're going to be like, oh no, he's got it just as bad as anybody. But yeah, I don't know. There's certain times when I can focus, but there's other times when I can, I guess. I think we all have it to some degree just because of the world we live in. It's Yeah, it's, it's kind of created that in, in people these days. Now, Edward, uh, just for the small bit that I know about you, it sounds like you're more of a casual sports fan. What, what are your watching uh, habits these days as far as sports goes? Football, for sure. I, I don't care who's playing. I will watch, If the Bears are on, I'm watching them. But I will watch football all day. I love watching football. When football season's over, it's kind of a sad thing for me. And then I got to go to PGA, which again is not super exciting for everybody. But taking this small, tiny little ball when you've got to hit it in this tiny little cup is entertaining. Yeah, right. I can watch players is going on this weekend on Orlando. But yeah, my two favorites though, probably like I said, college basketball, NHL playoffs. I there is nothing better than a double overtime NHL playoff game. 
There is nothing better than that. Just over, guys overtime. exhausted trying to get that little puck in the net. It's yeah. unbelievably good. I don't know hockey very well but uh, because I never really grew up with it much. But when the Hawks got good, I, I got into it and started watching. And I will tell you, I will, I will agree with you. Those nail-biting ends of, of, of playoff hockey games are, are, are pretty badass. Yeah. And they still pull a player, right, for overtime? Um, no. Didn't they used to do that? No. In, 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 in overtime in the playoffs, you play straight hockey. But during Which the regular season, they in the regular the in the regular correct. season now, I think it's three on three. That's from that's the fast pace. Wow. Yeah, that's fun. Which I'm against, but whatever. It's a gimmick, and if if it's saving my mileage on players' legs, it's probably a better thing. But like, I'm a purist. I wish they'd still do just one extra twenty minute five on five, and then call it a tie if nobody wins. But I just I know that that's never coming back. But. What do you guys think about the new rules for baseball? Um, I like I, the DH in the National League because I think finally. that uh, who wants a pitcher? Who wants a pitcher batting? Yeah, nobody um, does. They don't want a batting. I don't have any qualms on that either way. Uh, I I kind of I, I like the seventeen doubleheaders. They yeah, do. um, they're kind of they they make a little bit more sense to me than having you know two nine inning games in one day. Agreed. Um, and I'm glad they got rid of the runner on second that rule doesn't seem to make sense why would you i mean you didn't earn the guy on second base all of a sudden you're gonna be closer to scoring i never understood it but like yeah the the only way it would make sense to me would be like yeah if every team had like you know a designated fat guy to put out there for that (laughs) (laughs) just a big roly-poly dude that's like you know like is he gonna score he's not very fast you know he gets lapped and 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 the rule is is if you get a base hit he's got to they, you've got to give him the go signal. He's got to go for home. That would be another rule that I would put <laughs> in place. Yeah, yeah. I'm picturing the yeah. clown music in the background for that. For oh, those highlights. Yeah. Yeah. It's like between it's innings like, when you got the sausage races. It's like, yeah. it's like the introduction to Benny Hill. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, to your point, Charlie, you, say, you, you said that you get, uh, you'll, you'll watch sports in a social environment with, with other guys, right? And something you said, Edward, was that you like to watch football all day, let's say. All right. So I will spin off of both of those points and ask you a question, Edward. Um, I am uh, I watch the Bears, and I actually sometimes like to watch it in solitude myself because I can hear the announcers. It's, I'm not at a bar. I can hear the announcers. I, I want to pay attention to my team and my players and everything. So outside of the Bears games, though, um, if I'm watching football, I'm pretty much watching it for what Charlie talked about. It's, it's that uh, you know socializing with other people. Uh, I could give two craps about Kansas City or Pittsburgh or whatever else. If I watch the three o'clock and the six and and the Sunday night game with you, and I'm talking your ear off, uh, is that going to piss you off? I can tune you right out. <laughs> okay. What about you, Don? Were you nodding in my peripheral there? I wouldn't bother me at all. Okay. Like, because uh, if if it's a Bears game and you're talking in my ear the whole time, I'd be like, dude, Bears are on. Focus, and I'm with you there. <laughs> I, I'm with you completely. Yeah, but but, but like any other game, like just I just watching. I don't care as much. Yeah, like, so you're a little yeah, bit more I withdrawn. Was raised way too much as a Bears fan, so like I I have a hard time like watching. I'll watch other games, but it's like I'm not rooting for anybody really. You mm-hmm. know. And do you, I, do you have any rituals that you do for like the games? Wings, um, beer. No, you know any kind of. If I'm going to a game, I have like rituals, especially with like the Blackhawks. I have to get a. A beer and a burger at the goat down the street. I love going to the Billy Goat. Over yeah. There. That's oh cool. yeah. I have to like, it's yeah. like tradition. It's I not a very good burger, but it's a cheap beer and you know, get a little fuel before the game and then go to the game. But like, that's like, 
that was ingrained in me by my, you know, grandfather and my aunts and my uncles used to take me to Hawks games. So I went to the goat first, mm. you know. To this day, when people plan stuff in the middle of Bears game, I always say a big WTF. Yeah. Like, 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 what are you doing? It's, it's, we have how many hours in a week from Sunday through Saturday? And you're going to plan your baby shower or your uh, bags tournament or whatever else right in the middle or right in the tail end of the Bears game? Come right. on. It's three hours out of whatever many hours that is. It doesn't make sense, especially if they're in it, if, they, if they're doing well. You know, I, I just I don't it's get it. It's been a while since that. But yeah, I guess that we did all right in, what, 2018? But yeah. Yeah, Nagy's first year. Yeah. 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 I think hearing that just makes me realize just how much emphasis or how much of a self-identifying thing sports could be for a guy. Because for me, I'd be like, yeah, any day of the week. Bears game is on. Definitely. Let's do it then. (laughs) (laughs) As you were asking um, Edward earlier about interrupting or talking during a game, I feel like that's my favorite part of watching sports with other guys because sometimes sports is the only thing they get really excited about. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I would love to hear your analysis. Tell me this thing you're passionate about. I like the analysis. I think it's when the conversation goes away from the game mm. uh, that that I was like, if, if I'm catching up with Edward, I, I, I love Edward's company. And I'd be like, dude, you want to hear about this? And I know that he cares about stuff that I care about. It may not be about that football game between Seattle and and Tampa, though. You know, so uh, so yeah, t- t- I I like hearing other people's analysis of the games, but I think it's when the conversation is about uh, you know um, uh, painting my painting my walls or whatever that 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 might annoy the person who's watching the game. I don't know. Complaining about your wife, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you guys don't do fantasy football, not these days. Oh, I do. Oh, you do, but oh, you do. don't watch anything but the Bears. Um. Well, I'll keep a. I have the the app lets me know if my players mm-hmm. are doing well, but I don't have to watch the games. But like to your point, you watch on the NFL that way. Uh, this next week and what's going on right now with all the conference tournaments and college basketball, I'm like a rubbernecker. I'm watching that stuff constantly all day long. Like uh, when I leave here, I'm probably going to go straight to Keenan's and find out what games are on tonight and which ones I want to watch and sit there and watch games for a little while. Anyways, I got to work tomorrow, but yeah, I wish they had one more TV at Keenan's. They only have the two TVs. But well, there's they there's another one, one more. In, there's two in the back in the, in the back. Yeah. In the back room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's yeah. It's a little different. So like that could be why I watch football any game because I am kind of NFL scout right. prospecting. Yeah. Trying to find my next, you know, running back for next week. Cause I've had a buy or something. Right. Right. I, I could see where that would help with fantasy football. <laughs> and that's probably why I've never won a championship. I <laughs> Maybe we should play. No. Yeah. I like to win. Um, Speaking of yeah, free time. I, I've never made the time for, for, for fantasy football. I, I've never put in the research to it. So I, I so I, the first part of it is, is the draft. I think you'd, Love the draft. I think you'd love drafting the draft. Is right? fun. I've, I've yeah. done the draft yeah, before. There you go. And it's yeah. a lot, Drinking a barbecue and yeah, trash talking, kind mm-hmm. of some of the research and analytics part of it. It's it's fun. It's it's the social gathering. And then in throughout the season, there's some trash talking right. and some trading opportunities. And it's always it's always kind of that that poking the bear kind of thing. Like, oh yeah, you, at, you suck this year. At Keenan's, we've had a league for 13 straight years and pretty much have got six of the it's there's it's a 12 team league and six of us were in it from the get-go wow and then most of the other teams have been around for at least eight or ten years and this will be our 14th season we're going into and yeah there's when you've got a long history like that for a fantasy league it makes it all the more fun because you've got like bitter rivalries <laughs> Like that, yeah, are, you guys know each other very well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in my fantasy football leagues, I've only known like like a couple guys, mm. and like I barely knew the rest of them. So it's it's I could see how if you know the whole league, 
Oh yeah, yeah. You, you you have a name with a face with the with a guy with the with the, like, with the team to so come to sense. our draft. Like people, uh, usually we close the bar down and just do like, uh, you know, a private party for the the league that night. Oh, and just because like people come in and they're like, you know, these guys are talking in code because there's so many inside jokes over the years and everything sure. like that and they're like wow you guys are you know, it's like yeah we're doing it for and there's years. there's a stop clock right so you've got to stay oh, focused yeah. you yeah. can't have distractions right right and True. like there's yelling across the bar and be like you bastard you drafted him and you know <laughs> or, you know it, i mean i wanted him two picks later or whatever like that and it gets it gets fun yeah do you guys listen to podcasts at all besides this one um i do there's a hockey podcast I listen to called uh, Faxes, uh, yeah, Faxes for Uncle Dale. It's that's right. I remember the, you yeah, tell me the, about uh, that one. That's the one that I mainly listen to, and I don't listen to it all the time, but like I try and keep up with it. I don't. I I've started to listen to podcasts just to research the style of podcasts and figure out um, just sort of how to make this happen. Um, but and most most of the ones that I do gravitate towards is kind of like. Uh, uh, Ways to inspire yourself to, to to feel better on a daily basis. What about you guys? Any any podcasts? Through the I eyes just, of guys, uh, <clears throat> I never subscribe heard to um, the the one that part of my other men's group, Men Living. There, there's a there's some releases out there that is if you've come this far, which is really kind of fun and intriguing and leads you into the conversation. And then the last one is Armchair Export. I, I'm not a big fan of Dak Shepard. But he brings on some incredible guests, and it's just very entertaining. And he shows a lot of vulnerability, which is really kind of attractive. Oh, that's that's to me. good to see from a celebrity and and just uh, overall. I might, I might just call him, you know, the man's man. He's a big car guy. He's tall. He's looking muscular. You know, he's yep. got a beautiful wife, and you know, I just kind of see him as kind of a macho guy. He's very down to earth and very sensitive. It's that's kind cool. of a, a neat spin on things. Through the eyes of guys is. Probably the only podcast I've ever subscribed to. Mm -hmm. So consider yourself <laughs> honored by that. Thank you. There's a great podcast that I'm also listening to on the side. It's called Deconstructing Yourself. Highly recommended. Um, they usually get into a lot of like technical analysis of different spiritual practices. And oh, the ins cool. and outs, the good and the bad. It's a solid one. I will uh, sort of end this podcast with a little bit of a plug for another podcast that doesn't even need it. Uh, in January for my birthday, I went down to see Aziz Ansari at the Chicago Theater. And you know how it says coming attractions on the, uh, beneath the, uh, the marquee there? It was this thing called Smartless. And I, and I, didn't, I didn't know anything about it, so I looked at it. And it, it's a podcast with Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and uh, the guy who was Sean Hayes from, uh, from what is that? Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. It's those three guys. And if I would were to compare this this sort of forum that we have to any other podcast that is well done, because I've tried other comedians' podcasts and it's just crap. They're talking over each other. They're all trying to make the most jokes. Smartless is this podcast that has the same uh, style as this. They're kind of ribbing each other, maybe a little more than we are. No. Uh, but it's this kind of forum. And if you guys ever want, want one that is kind of like a, I wouldn't say an in. If, if I could, would compare it to a book, it'd be an easy read. Like, it just flows. It's just guys talking and chatting and giving each other a hard time. And uh, they have some celebs on there like, as the fourth panelist. So Smartless is a good podcast. I don't watch it religiously or listen to it religiously. Uh, but they also sound kind of down to earth, which to your point about Dak Shepard, I think 
bringing them off of a pedestal is kind of cool to humanize them and to hear their actual thoughts on things. So I think that's, that's very cool. So I think we're going to say goodbye for the free time episode. Uh, did you guys have a good time today? Yeah, it was a blast. That was great. So much more fun being in person. Glad you could come down today. <laughs> let's uh, let's do this again. So uh, thanks for all that you guys contributed to this, to this episode today. Would not have been the same if any of you uh, were not here. So, mm-hmm. so uh, definitely thanks for that. The next episode we have coming up is a, I don't even know if I call it a scientific topic or if I call it a lifestyle topic, but I'm calling the episode healthy or unhealthy. So I didn't want to just call it the health episode because I think Don and I have a few bad habits that are rather rather unhealthy, but we're going to have some guys on with us who do have some good habits and I think we'll compare notes with them. So in a couple of weeks, the healthy and unhealthy episode. And as always, I'm Eddie J. We'll see you next time. Remember, we're all in this together. Leave no guy behind. What's on your mind? Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the TuneIn Radio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Giggity, giggity. Don't ever give me a clicky pen because I can't help myself. <laughs> I'm the same. I was the same way. Giggity, giggity. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Giggity, giggity. One time we were recording, was it last week when uh, there was a cop coming by or in, in the neighborhood, you know? Oh, yeah. Heard the siren. Like, yeah, welcome to Chicago, everybody. <laughs> giggity, giggity. This is the only pen in my entire house that doesn't have a, a clicker on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giggity, giggity.